I'll be ready when there's something else I need to do and don't want to do it. I'll be ready when I have energy again. I'll be ready at the last minute because that's when I get the best results. Ready now, your host of the Shadow Dance Edge and a beautiful soul in a beautiful package, Heather McGlasson. Today I'm speaking with one of my own key mentors, Clinton Swain. He's the founder, owner, and lead trainer of Frontier Trainings. Now, Frontier Trainings is a global training company for speakers, business owners, and in my opinion, pretty much any heart-centered educator that wants to include game-based experiential learning as part of how they teach. And it's something I absolutely adore doing. He's also top of his class in the world at doing exactly that. Clinton, I am so glad that you said yes to doing this interview with me today. Um, You've been a big part of my life for the last 12 years, and I'm just so happy to share your genius with the rest of the world. So I want to actually want to start off with a question I ask everyone. And in fact, you're the one that actually taught me this question. And it just occurred to me now that that's the case. So I'm going to flip it right back on you. What do you want to create in this world? Thank you. I don't get asked that question very often. I think that the world is so big and so expansive and there's so many things we don't get to know and learn and understand and experience. And so many people live their life in a very narrow construct that they've created. And I'm curious. I want to know everything about everything. And so with Frontier and what I've created, obviously I have 147 different characters. I get to experience their lives. And now all the new stuff I'm doing with gamification and putting it into the courses that I do, I want to make my life as extraordinary as possible and experiencing as much as possible about every single, every single area of life. Because I don't believe we're here to have limitations. I don't believe we're here to play small. I don't believe we're here to hold ourselves back from risking cutting loose. And so that's what I want to do. I want to go out there and play huge, have fun, have incredible amounts of fun, and impact people's lives along the way. Well, check bark on that because I'm one of the people whose lives you've impacted. And I know you were talking about this from first person, but what what you're wanting to create in the world seems to be what you're wanting other people to also be creating in the world. Would you say that's true? I want to create the world as an educational playground Mm. that's fun. I mean, I I listen to people who learn about history and it's like mind-numbingly painful, like stab myself in the eye with a spoon sort of thing, (laughs) whereas it should be learning, should be fun and engaging and you can't wait to learn. You're hungry to learn more and our life should always be what our next thing we're pursuing of learning is. To me, you know, if someone goes, I haven't put up a bit, I haven't put up a book in 10 years, (laughs) It's like heartbreaking. Someone hasn't gone to learn something and grow and get better. To me, how much are they missing of what's available on this planet? So, yeah, it's it's about what can we learn? How can we apply it? How can we learn? And I think what, what I love about it is learning creates compassion. You know, I talk about, I think all kids in school should be compulsory to travel overseas and live in a country not speaking their native language for a year. Wow. And I think if every kid, as part of schooling, had to go to another country in a language they couldn't speak and had to go through the struggles of being an immigrant foreigner for a year and learn language and meet other people different culture, it, it would change a lot of our understanding 
and bigotry and racism and all that stuff in the world. And so, yeah, the, the best way to create understanding is to have people learn, share and comprehend other people and who they are. Okay, so I, I do chase rabbits sometimes, and I found a little rabbit hole I'd like to take you down. Um, you recently had a child. I believe he's about 14 months now? Just turned 15 months. Just turned 15 months. Oh, my gosh, I missed a month. And he is a world traveler already. He is. He is. Um, I'm Australian, living in the U.S. His mother is Indian, living in the U.K. And he is born in Malaysia and currently living in Mexico with a plan of living in the US. <laughs> so as a basket case of countries, he truly is international. <laughs> that is really amazing. Well, I know you to be a lifelong learner, but I also know that you weren't always into people. Like you love to read those books in a corner all on your own. What? the heck made you start to want to work with large amounts of people not just in one country but in like four or five different countries I, I got bullied as a kid so I retreated to a library and found solace by reading books in the library and realized that was a place of peace and joy and that gave me the ability to to get smarter and I could always I could always have a sense of identity in knowledge and I did a personal development course you know those things that like can't change your life <laughs> And as part of that course, they went through the process of reconnecting to people. And that's when I sort of was able to connect to people again and realize that, you know, hey, you know, not everyone, not everyone is a bully. Not everyone is, a, is going to torment me. And as I sort of developed that, I got to a point where I started teaching people how to play games, have fun, but learn business lessons. And it never intended to be five countries all around the world. It just grew. Because demand, people were saying, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that, and just kept expanding and expanding and expanding. To the point, you know, we're traveling around the world, constantly nine months of the year, teaching, having fun, changing lives. Um, yeah, it's really you, blessed. You really do make it look easy, but I'm guessing it hasn't, like, always been easy, this whole idea of expanding and doing all the traveling. If most people had to do what I do, they wouldn't do it. I, I was teaching one time at the National Speakers Conference in Australia and I was running an event and I talked to people about what it actually takes to run what I do. And most of them were like, I could never do that. That's too much. It's, yeah, I'm raising my hand it's here. It's too much me. hard work. But the magic I create is very hard for anybody else to match because they're not willing to do the same amount of work that I do to make it work. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you ever had any doubts around what you're doing to like just keep going and keep doing it yeah the pandemic was brutal when i when i'm on the road nine months of the year and the pandemic shuts all events down around the world for two years it was brutal brutal and we did our best to adapt to online but it's nowhere near the same and when when you when you're doing what you love all the time and it gets taken away from you completely you can't do anything about it and feel helpless um yeah there were some really really tough soul-searching moments about you know, am I really on path? Is this the right thing? Do people really care about? Now I can't do it. Are people going to miss it, what I'm doing? And that's all my stuff. And in time, you know, now we're starting to back run live events and with all the new stuff we're doing and the hybrid events and gamification everything, it's, yeah, the feedback has been, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. And, and what I've loved about the pandemic, in hindsight, is the pandemic made me relook at everything. Uh, that sounds like a good strategy. Up until now, I was just running on cruise control. Now, my cruise control is nine months of the year, running events all around the world. 
But that level of cruise, it was just easy. But now what the pandemic's made me do is look at every single thing I'm doing and go, what's the next level of every single piece? Every single piece. How can I up-level it to the next level of frontier? And it's made me challenge a lot. The whole thing of mission freedom and coaching people to get the results is, what's the next level for my students to get results? The whole thing about gamification is, how can I make it even more fun in the training room and more addictive, as you know, now you have some metal. Right? <laughs> Just a few. So there, there are things we're adding, which is creating higher engagement, higher enjoy, and allowing me to take people down a path because of that doubt. If that doubt wasn't there, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Doubt, doubt, seriously, I love to say, is evidence that growth is happening. I mean, it looks like when you met doubt head on, you're like, oh, no, you don't. And you just countered it with, well, now I'm going to do this and this and this. And how do you like, I, I can't imagine this has always been the case for you. When did you decide, like, if I meet a challenge, I'm just going to mm, come at it head on and figure out my way through it? The, the pandemic slowed me down and made me reflect. And that opportunity, that window of opportunity that emerged from the pandemic, allowed me to look at everything I'm doing and go, what if I included this? What if I include this? What if I added this in? Would this make a difference? And I mean, so many things you've seen me be adding over the last three to six months that everyone is super excited about. They can see the impact it's gonna have. And so it was a case of complete reinvention. And people can't see it yet, but when you come in the training room, this next play to win is going to look vaguely familiar and at the same time look very different. <laughs> there'll be like so many touch points. Where I know where I am. I know where I am. But yet there'll be so many pieces that are like, wow, this is very, very different than I've ever experienced before. <laughs> so I'm excited because it's going to make me get better. <laughs> this whole journey of the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic of the courses is going to get me to bring whole new levels to everything make me a better trainer, better facilitator, better coach, impact more people, get them to have better results. And that's what I'm, that's what I love. That's I'm, what's going to I'm so me. grateful you've taken off the autopilot and really just jump back in and engage. And I heard a really useful tool in there that I find myself using as well. And that's the what if, you know, what, what if I ask every morning, I do an opening journal for about 10 minutes. And all I do is ask myself open-ended questions. That's all I do. I don't answer any of them. That's another tool I may have learned from you, actually. Um, but one of the courses, you do a thing with power questions. And I heard you actually say some of them in that. Um, it sounds like when you meet a challenge, you go right back into your power questions. Like your ones of what if, what if. The oh, I've been looking at a lot of the other people in the industry who have been absolutely kicking butt during the pandemic online. Like, they have been making you know, 10 million, 15 million, 25 million, 26 million a year that's all accelerated rapidly because of the pandemic. And I'm looking at them and going, okay, I've got the same skills or more, more talent, more work ethic. And the question I'm asking myself is why am I not worth 50 million? Mm. Why am I not worth 50 million right now? What stories, what excuses, what shadow crap is coming up to hold me back of where I am versus being where I should be, which is worth at least 50 million going more? Definitely. And so that one question right now is what's driving everything. How can I lay the foundations right now to put together $50 million over the next four, four to five years? Oh, I'm totally stealing that. Right? I need that. That one question. 
Because every other issue, every other limitation, every other block will be a derivative of that one question. Mm-hmm. Why am I not worth 50 million? Mm. What, what am I doing right now that's keeping me at a low level? Mm. Right? What am I doing right now, which is by most people's standards is good and great and amazing, but is nowhere near my potential. Is there an uh, a I'll be ready when inside of there that shadow's sort of driving? Um, if you've seen me over the last three months, and I know you have, what a maniac I've been putting out and releasing and doing all this new stuff, then the limitations aren't there. That question just makes me so angry and drives me to go and produce the results that other people can't see the results yet of all the hard work I'm doing. But as our hard work starts getting rolled out and implemented, and then we start fueling it with marketing and people coming into the room, right? And then all accelerating and all the media we're going to be doing to help build up the whole profile around it all, I can see that trajectory already starting to happen. So timing, it's just a matter of time. I have no patience. It's like, uh, I'm ready to do it. Let's just make it all happen like right now. Yeah, I guess age and wisdom makes you realize that you know, it'd be nice to have everything you've ever wanted now versus 15 or 20 years when maybe not in as good a position to enjoy it. And so at age 52 now, I'm like, yeah, let me push hard right now, lay all the framework, implement it all, scale up, bring right, bring the right people on board, and let's hit 50 and beyond. Okay, here's something real important. This may be a quantum leap, and this is the question I love to ask everyone is you know what what is your your uh the edge your growth edge around like something that could help you make that quantum leap so it doesn't have to be 20 years from now that that happens who would you love to be connected to what is your like biggest most juiciest edgiest desire that could help you actually just bridge the gap between now and that 20 years that you were just thinking it would take it's really the people who are going to allow me to generate people pouring into my events. Mm-hmm. Who are those people? So, whether it's guys like Tony Robbins or whether it's actually media personalities who want me on a television show that I can then be on there on a regular basis and use that to just be pouring people into my events. I'm talking play to win 500 people all around the world or playing games at an unparalleled level, teams of videographers and photographers in there taking photos of everybody all streamed up, all edited, going... I mean, this type of level is what I dreamt about the last 15 years. But I didn't have a... It was a slow path to get there. And now it's a case of, yeah, let's start talking in millions and let's start amplifying that, amplifying my reach, amplifying my exposure, amplifying the contacts, and there's no time to play small. That's absolutely correct for not just you, but everybody listening to this. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. This is like my launch day, so I'll probably repeat this one a few times out there. Um, Anything you want to add before we close this interview? Look, watching your growth over the last 12 years, um, there was points of challenge, points of plateau, points of exasperation because you know there's more. And yet, when you find that one question or that breakthrough moment, and the cascading effect. I mean, it's almost like a, a dam's broken and water is just pouring out. And everything, everything's becoming like a beautiful waterfall and it's amazing. And you can't stop because you're so thrilled to see it all manifesting. Um, 
I'd love everybody to have that experience on the planet. Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm, I, nobody can see this, but I'm totally giving you a hug right now. Thank you so much for being you and what you are bringing to everybody on this planet. Um, you know, the farther you go, the farther you're bringing everybody with you. So I really appreciate it. You know, when I was watching Lady Gaga early on, She's one of the few people have given me permission to go further. I'm already on the cutting edge in so many areas of what I do. But there aren't many people I've met who are like, ooh, they're breaking all new bounds for me. And now I can adopt that and I grow during that. So I love it when you can find someone who you look up to who goes, they're aspirational. That they can not, not maybe not break through everything, but maybe some key limitations. And she blew the lid off about what's possible. <laughs> and, you know, I hope all your listeners find the same thing and find that person who allows them to just break out and experience life on a whole new level. Great. Right. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap of my first ever podcast interview right from my front porch, because I believe that when it comes to dancing with the shadows of doubt, that imperfect action is better than excuses. See you next time.